social isolation is huge in this population. We know that. And so creating networks for peer support. So we have the HOPE program here at the James where we can connect patients with other young adults. This is the James Cancer-Free World Podcast. I'm Steve Wartenberg, and today we're going to talk about the impact of cancer on adolescents and young adults, also known as AYA cancer patients, with our guest, Samantha Hewlett, a social worker here at the James and the navigator of the growing AYA program. About 70,000 young people between the ages of 15 and 39 are diagnosed with cancer every year in this country, which is about 5% of the total number of diagnoses. They face a unique set of challenges, the first of which is is where to be treated, uh, at at a children's hospital or an adult cancer center such as the James. Sexual health and fertility preservation are other big issues for AYA cancer patients who want to one day start a family. And so too are feelings of isolation and even depression as these young adults who are who are just starting to explore their own independence, educational and career options suddenly have to deal with cancer. We have a lot of ground to cover, so let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Samantha. Thanks for having me, Steve. So, Samantha, tell us a little bit about your background. You're a social worker and how you got involved with AYA patients here at the James. Um, I've been an oncology social worker for about eight years. I worked most specifically in hematology, and there are a great number of AYAs who are diagnosed with lymphomas and leukemias. And so... It's because hematology is disorders of the blood. Exactly. and, And the ones, lymphoma and leukemia are young adult cancers. and Yes, very much so. And um, I just took a special interest in working with these patients. And here at the James, I knew we were starting a program specifically for these patients. And luckily, my new role is working with these patients across the board. What is it about working with young adults that, that you like that that's inspired you to take on this role? You know, I think they are so vulnerable being diagnosed with cancer because it does not just impact sort of, okay, I have to learn about my treatment. They also have to learn how to navigate all of these other areas of life. So how do I call my HR? What is For my people insurance? Who, are just work, who just started a job. Yeah. yeah. What, what does my insurance policy even mean? I never even right. knew what that was. Yeah. Um, I've never had to talk about sex before because I used to just have it, and now all of a sudden it doesn't work right. This isn't as easy as it used to be. Um, You know, I'm nervous about my kids. I've always thought about my kids before myself, and now I don't know how to talk with them about mom or dad being sick. And I just realized how much time these patients needed because we weren't just talking about cancer. We were talking about life. Yeah. Between those ages, if you know, 17, 18 into your thirties, so many things happen. Yeah. Education, career, marriage, kids. I mean, that's just for normally without an illness is a difficult growth period where you're going through a lot of changes. So exactly. adding on a cancer diagnosis. Wow. Yeah. It's just a, unbelievable amount of stress and so it it's the diagnosis is insanely stressful and the sort of re-entrance back into life after treatment is another sort of okay what do I tell my employer about this gap in my resume 
how do I go back into my job because I still feel some effects of my cancer-related fatigue or my chemo brain. Um, The roles at home have shifted because I've been absent getting treatment and now I want to step back in. Or I've been in school for this major and my values just changed completely now that I've been sort of faced with these bigger questions through my cancer treatment. How do I change careers or change my education track and not spend all this extra time in school? So when you, you're working with someone going through all this stress, anxiety, how do you, how do you help them? Navigation. Navigate. See, that, that's it the, is. You, explain to people what that means because yeah. you're the navigator. You're like the captain of the ship. Yes. So I think, you know, right, there is appropriate anxiety, appropriate depression. You know, some patients who go through cancer diagnosis and treatment do have mental health concerns that need treated by a mental health professional. And so sometimes I am navigating those patients to counseling services. However, a lot of times patients need to be told this is normal. Right. And... There is still something you can do about it, and there are all of these systems that are set up to help you, but a lot of times you don't have this the energy or the strength to go and figure something else out. To navigate them. That's exactly. where that word comes in. Yeah. So it's really sort of me becoming the expert in how to connect with all of these different fields to be able to guide the patients through these different systems. And I've had the chance to talk to a couple AYA cancer patients here, and they also talk about, you know, their friends are getting on with their lives, jobs, mm-hmm. and they're, and they feel sort of isolated and apart from them, the group that they used to be in, and alone. Yeah, so so social isolation is huge in this population. We know that. And so creating networks for peer support. So we have the HOPE program here at the James where we can connect patients with other young adults. And But the key is to bring them together. Exactly. To talk to and meet others going through cancer treatment like you are. Because it's so hard for people to understand what that's like. Oh, yeah. And, you know, James Care for Life has done a really great job at creating specialized programs for these patients. So we now have quarterly meetups for AYAs and You know, in July, they went to a Clippers game. And I think in May, there was canoeing down the Scioto River. And all of this is just about creating experiences for these young adults to be in community. So-called normal experiences. Exactly. To get out and live. Um, There are a lot of organizations across the country, actually, that have trips just for patients to say, you're not alone come do this free adventure trip, whether it's, you know, hiking or kayaking or surfing to get out and live with someone else who has some understanding of what you've been through. What is it that you sort of learn or get inspired by by talking and counseling young adults going through this? Um, I mean, there's so much. So I think you know, life gets real quickly, figuring out, okay, how do I articulate how my identity has shifted through this? How do I sort of create a life that reflects and is in alignment with how my values have been changed based on this experience? 
um, I think a lot of these patients are really intentional and they really are thoughtful about how how to kind of continue to live with cancer and after cancer. Um, and just that intention is inspiring. That was a great overview on some of the issues and problems that AYA cancer patients face. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Samantha is going to talk more about some of the specific programs here at the James, including the Next Gen James Ambassadors, a group of about 30 or 40 uh, AYA cancer patients who get together and fundraise and have social events and, and are just a kind of an inspiring group of people. So we'll be right back. A revolution in lung cancer treatment is happening at the James. We're proving lung cancer isn't solely defined by location and stage, but rather the individual molecules and genes that drive it. Simply put, there is no routine lung cancer. That's why our world-renowned specialists put their expertise towards treating one particular lung cancer, yours. At the James, we go beyond the routine to prevent, detect, treat, and cure your lung cancer. To learn more, call 1-800-293-5066. We're back with Samantha Hewitt, the navigator of the growing adolescent and young adult program here at the James. And Samantha, I I understand that there's going to be some exciting news, some new uh, programs through a grant that you guys have just received. Yes. So we have just received um, a grant from Teen Cancer America in partnership with Children's, we will be starting a program for adolescents and young adults in Columbus in partnership with Children's. So we are very excited to now have it here at the James. So before you tell us a little bit about some of the specifics that you'll do, I think that that collaboration between Children's and the James is important because of the age group where some patients uh, are could be treated at either place or start off at Children's and then go to the James. So that collaboration seems to be important. Yes, um, we feel that very much. And out of this grant, there will be my position, the AYA navigator at the James, as well as an, an AYA navigator at Children's, and then a third position that will go back and forth between the institutions to really help with that collaboration, to help transition patients from children's to the James to make sure that we're offering really similar resources so that, you know, patients are getting the care they need wherever it meets their needs um, and then are able to access all of the same resources despite where they're getting treatment. So what are some of the kind of specific programs and, and ways you're going to going to reach these these patients? Yeah, so we're looking at this in a clinical model, a programming model, and then a research model. So as part of the clinical model, there's an AYA navigator at the James and at Children's who's able to meet the patient where they're at. So When they're in for an appointment already. Exactly. Okay. So rather than having to make another stop, the navigator can go meet them before or after clinic or in the hospital getting chemotherapy to do an assessment to figure out what are the needs right now and what would be best to connect these patients and families to resource-wise. Um, in terms of programs, some of the resources we're connecting them to are these peer support programs. So James Care for Life has a support group that's run with children's. Um, 
you know, to just be able to talk with others going through similar experiences every month. There are these quarterly meetups um, as a way to get together socially. And there are, I mean, a ton of organizations nationally that are really doing a lot to be able to support this 18 to 39-year-old, 15 to 39-year-old demographic. And then there's the research component that you mentioned. So, you know, through organizations like Next Gen James Ambassadors, we've had a lot of fundraising. Um, In addition, this Teen Cancer America grant will help you know, really be able to broaden the research, to be able to add clinical trials for adolescents and young adults um, in the hopes that when patients come to the James or come to Children's for treatment, that they're able to enroll in clinical trials, you know, that specifically target the adolescent young adult age range. Um, Those trials, those research studies have been really difficult in the past. There just aren't that many nationally. And so we're really hoping to expand the efforts with this additional funding. See, that that's one of the issues that the AYA cancer patients face is the clinical trials and, and a lot of the research is not geared toward their age group and types of cancers. It's uh, older, older patients. Yeah. You know, historically, this AYA has been divided. And so you know, under 18, under 21 are grouped with pediatric studies, and then sort of adult is grouped with older adults. And so this really pulls out the AYA demographic to figure out how can we actually be targeting therapies, treatments towards clinical trials for them. Exactly. And and which is interesting, which I know this isn't your area of expertise, but perhaps younger patients can tolerate treatment better than older patients so it could be more aggressive but mm-hmm. is that I, I mean i'm just thinking <laughs> but is that a, that could be a possibility of clinical trials exactly are are these young adults getting the pediatric regimen are they getting the older adult yeah. regimen you know how to determine who gets what i think you know the hope is with this additional funding the physicians here will be able to spend more time looking at those types of things Okay, and and you did mention the the next gen James ambassadors, and I've I've been to one or two of their meetings, and I know uh, they're famous for their mac and cheese festival every fall. Yes. So tell us a little about how this group got started and what they do, and if anyone's interested, we can connect them to. Yeah. Them. So the ambassadors is the sort of bigger fundraising support arm of the James. And NextGen is really sort of a targeted group within the ambassadors that fundraises for adolescents and young adults. And every fall, they host the Mac and Cheese Fest out at Easton um, and sell tickets to really benefit this AYA program. Um, they, they raised a lot of money last year. I, yeah, I think is, it was but, something like $80,000. I think the goal this year is 100000 That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so through that, you know, we're able to offer special programs and that money can go directly to what we're doing to move this all forward. Um, but I, that group is made up of some young adult survivors, some community members that just really have a passion. Um, they, they have really friend, grown. Yeah, they had friends or, or family members who went through it. Yeah, I mean, I think the last meeting, there was something to, to about 40 members. Um, 
just there figuring out, you know, how can we make a difference for AYAs in Columbus? Is it programming? Is it research? Is it clinical staff? You know, whatever it is, we'll fundraise to get that. So it's been pretty exciting to watch them grow and watch how their energy is making a difference for young adults here. Okay. As you look to the future, as you build the program through this grant and your collaboration with with Nationwide Children's, what's your kind of hope for the future? What do you hope to build here? You know, um, in the last 30 years, we have made great strides. You know, there's tons of research on how we've moved the mark in cancer prevention and cancer detection. But when you look at this AYA population, we really haven't moved the mark very far on survival as well as quality of life. Um, And actually, the research states sometimes that for this group, their distress can increase when active treatment ends because, you know, life is different and there isn't necessarily the same support and structure as there was during treatment. Right. Yeah, it's like once a month or however often you're going and talking to your doctor and you have a game plan, all of a sudden you're done treatment. What do I do next? Yeah, and I still am different, and yet my life may look the same structurally as it did before I went through this somewhat life, very life-changing experience. So that's where you come in. Yeah, so my hope would be that, you know, one, we move the mark on survival and that these patients are living longer, but that we really move the mark on quality of life. And so it's not just that they're living but that they can say, you know, I'm living well and I'm living with support and I have a place to go when times are hard so that, you know, they've just conquered cancer and they can feel like, hey, I'm stepping back into life and and it feels good. So you're, the word I'm going to use, you're an advocate for AYA cancer patients in that you're trying to create research, clinical trials, programs that support quality of life, and the whole important side that sometimes people forget, that social network of being with other people and having that support. So you, you're an advocate for all those elements. Yeah, I mean, the whole person, right? We yeah. really want to make a difference for their whole life, not just the part that is impacted by their cancer treatment. So... Thank you for filling us in on all these programs. And if anyone listening wants to get involved in any way, if someone who's uh, an AYA cancer patient, a family member of someone, or just wants to uh, get involved in the Next Gen or the Mac and Cheese Festival, how do they contact you? Yeah, um, we've created an email for any um, inquiry related to the AYA program. So that email address is AYA at osumc.edu and please please contact us with anything and, and you'll read all of them yes <laughs> okay. oh yes so, so if you want to contact samantha aya at osumc.edu yep okay well thank you again for joining us yes. and we'll touch base in a in a while and and we'll hear tell you about all some about of the, new the things. growth okay yes. thank all right. you excellent This podcast is brought to you by the Ohio State University Comprehensive Cancer Center, Arthur G. James Cancer Hospital, and Richard J. Solov Research Institute. For more information, check out our website, cancer.osu.edu.